When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A picture might be worth a thousand words, but I can say it all with a like and a retweet. Okay. <laughs> In a town full of Mormons, the only thing I need to identify is, is fabulous. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm Tyler Murphy. And I'm Travis Dupree. And this is Privileged Twinks, episode two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you don't know, in this show we recap... Synopsisize. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We're like an unnecessary cliff note. It's not shorter than, but adjacent to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not shorter than at all. In fact, longer than. <laughs> um, so today's episode is episode two of season two. Um, we are going to be posting this once a week as soon as we can watch the episode, get it recorded, and get it live to you all. Yeah, probably Mondays because we do not pay for cable. It's 2021. Nobody has time for that. Yeah, so we we watch it on Mondays and then we are hoping to watch it, take notes, record, edit, and get it all up by Tuesday. We're going for some deep personal validation of our opinions, so please... <laughs> Rate, if you review, like it, subscribe. say so. And if you don't, you can keep that to yourself. Actually, you can, you <laughs> can say kidding. so too, because the algorithm is the algorithm, baby. It'd be... So in this episode, we really get into what the brunt of the episode is going to be right away, which I think is family. Well, okay, I think the beef, you know, the ribs <laughs> the of the episode is at the very end. And then, but this first three quarters, I mean, arguably pretty boring in comparison to episode one, but, but it is right, a nice flesher outer. Yeah. You and then, I mean? at the very beginning, they open it by showing all the kids, basically. <laughs> yeah, they, and they're like establishing this episode, we are going to be talking about family and the importance of it and yeah. kids. It was a nice, it's a good, you know, let's get to know the people as parents a little bit better. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then we go right away. Oh, I wrote it down. Whitney Whitney is looking at her kids. They're laughing. Lisa, we go to Lisa's house. She's like, Jack, your room is messy. And he's like, okay. And then we go to Mary's son. And she's like, your giant red fridge in your room only has water in it. As if that's the <laughs> only place he can get food in the whole house. Yeah. <laughs> Are you eating out of this fridge? I feel like... I guarantee you that she has a private chef. Oh, you think so? Oh, okay. Even if she doesn't, you think her 18-year-old is making his food? Yeah, I was like, well, I assume he would come out of his room to get more food if he didn't have it in there. But then she says she hasn't seen him. I think the whole point of this was to show, you know, the current state of their relationships. And teenagers are awkward. Next, we go to Jen's house. And we meet her nephew, Dwayne. Mm-hmm. And Stu is also there. And they're like, oh my god, you have so many shoes. Yeah, I mean, I... I think the the takeaway from this was, you know, Jen kind of admitting that she had a few issues with family. Yeah. Well, obviously, famously, historically, <laughs> all that. 
She, well, she mean, let him down, girl. She, she feels bad about it. She says she let down Dwayne and his dad, yeah. or mom. And then we also find out that she said that the whole family had to have an intervention with her. Yeah. It also felt <clears> a little <throat> bit, maybe, and I doubt this was on purpose, because I don't know if, like, none of this was out. Well, I don't think any of it was on purpose. But uh, there's more parallel, kind of like in how in Beverly Hills and Erica's going through her legal stuff, and people really focusing on the lavishness of her spending, yes. and here we have a episode, a scene where people are kind of commenting on the excess of her closet, and that you she know later then it'll be took money from people. Well, alleged, <clears throat> no, 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 allegedly, yes. My thought on this whole part was that like she just seemed like she was getting a little more vulnerable and like admitting to at least having failures. Yeah, but I think Jen's always been Jen's the type that she always is going to say, you know, she'll do something wrong, and then when she realizes why it's wrong, then she admits to it. Yeah. So I think she's always... She's going deeper, for sure. Yeah, but, but, I mean, later in the episode, we see her go back to old ways a little bit more. mm -hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think she's changed. I think she's... Being vulnerable, yes, but she's always been vulnerable. It's just like the cycle she goes through. That's true. Yeah. Uh, So she says... I know I need to be a better person all around. Mm. So, I mean, at least taking a little bit of accountability and knowing that her actions were bad mm-hmm. in the past. But, like... But, I mean, that's also starting to become repetitive. <clears throat> right. She's not... The first time she said that. Right. I think later in the episode, they show, like, her apologizing, like, ten times <laughs> to Heather or somebody. <laughs> Meredith. To Meredith. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Like, just because you say it, you have to mean it. That's well, the whole point. I mean, okay, but she was apologizing for similar things. But I don't, she could... I don't think she was being insincere. It's just some people didn't take it. And or it just kept coming back up. Well, you can't say I would never want to hurt your family when you're purposely trying to hurt their family. Like that's not that's an unapologetic. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, the mix up too is a lot of this stuff has happened from what happened after the union on social media before filming season two. Right, but all the saris were about the Seth relationship. Uh huh. Yes, and Meredith's beef now is more about the kids. Yes. Or well, the kid. So then we see Jen FaceTime Heather. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first time they've spoken in two months. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I wonder, okay, talk about production. I'm sure they tell them when they're going to call. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, because they have to be available. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I guess they don't like have to be available, but. I was just thinking how awkward it is to FaceTime somebody with cameras. But, like, not just Jen, but, like, Heather on the other side having to hold the phone. Like, you, most people hold their phone from this angle. Oh, well, she yeah, kind of yeah. did under the chin. Well, Anyways. I'm sure they know that the show is filming. They probably are like, if somebody FaceTimes you, you have to answer at a certain time or something like that. Maybe mm. they don't say it all, but they probably. I mean, like she answers the phone wearing this yeah. like sh- shimmery dress. Like yeah. it seems like she kind of knew that. It just was makes me. Call. Yeah, I just wonder how much. I know that it's produced to some level. I just wonder how much. Out of the blue it was for her to get this call after two yeah. months. So then in her confessional, she says, I feel like Jen quit our friendship. And they show the clip from the reunion where she says, Heather says that Jen said that Heather wanted to be an actress, but the only role she would get is a manatee or, or Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> yes. So then... Uh, my thoughts were just like... The this... Honey boo-boo. Yes, which comes up later. But I'm like, why? <clears throat> well, this was what I was wondering at this point was like, where did she say these things? But it seems like she says them to people in like maybe DMs or yeah. comments. Mostly I just thought the phone call was kind of awkward. Like she was like, hello? 
But, I mean, it was awkward. Yeah. But then, I mean, later we see... And they both said that they'd been icing each other out. Yeah. So, you know, what are you going to do? It's like, they're in a thawing period. So then we moved to Meredith's house, and she's, like, FaceTiming Brooks. Seth walks in in that rhinestone mask of his. Mm-hmm. And then they, they reveal that he now lives in Mississippi. Oh, yes. So, yeah, yeah. my thought... Which, something we couldn't talk about because we didn't do season one. But it is... And this episode, too, apart from the kids thing, they really kind of start to feature some of the pressures they have culturally as women. You, I mean, like, it's common for some of this stuff, too, in the U.S., but, like, maybe more so in Utah or in their particular religious institutions, mm-hmm. um, the pressures that these women have to perform. Because they all, like, the housewives kind of started off as housewives, but now they're, like, independent business women a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. But the... Um, thing with Meredith in the first season with her constantly being asked to move mm-hmm. continuously. And he literally says, I would move anywhere for you. And she's with literally him. like, I want you to stay here. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I was like, thank gosh she didn't fucking move to Ohio. I feel like that's a within really... a year, he already moved again. Yeah. I feel like that's a really funny meme about that with Republicans, but I can't think of it. So we'll just not go there. <laughs> Okay, uh, okay. so then we see the dog on the dining room table. He's migrated from the coffee table to, to being fully table. just yeah. lying on the coffee on the dining table. Yeah, my first thought was like, oh my god, and then I was like, we have cats that are on everything all the time. I know, but I just have never really seen like a dog be on, it's like a surface a dog shouldn't be on, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, Yeah, Dodsons are really bad about it, especially when you're not looking. Yeah. And I but, grew up with Dodsons, and they will get on everything. But I've like never had a dog that tried to get up, even like up on to like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. A coffee table, much less a full-on table table. Maybe it's a smaller dog thing, because they feel like it's a bigger space. They can do it. Her dog's not that small. And though. they're also... Uh, well, but what's it like? It's not like a... It's like a mid... Medium. Medium to small. Yeah. A medium. If... Okay, so then she, she like, says it, like, me and Brooks have been talking, and they do, like, a flashback to last week, mm-hmm. which is one of the first mm-hmm. times I'm seeing that on this uh, show. They do that on Housewives all the time. They'll be like... We were talking, and then they, like, reverse, and they're like, and, like, they show them, like, walking backwards and stuff, and then they're, like, one week earlier, which it just seems, like, weird, like, to not tell it chronologically. I don't fully understand it. No, I like it. They used to not do it, and I like it now, because sometimes those, like, they have tons of footage that's not really necessary, so, like, you didn't really need to watch that until it was relevant, and now it's relevant, so show it now. That's what I was thinking, and it also makes me, like, makes me think about how... Much of their lives are probably filmed that we don't see. Uh huh. Right. Cutting room floor. Yeah. Which you know the subpoena for Miss Jane. I talk about Miss Jane a lot. Oh yes. Miss Gerard. Oh yeah. They want all the footage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean that was a while ago, but I'm just saying it was probably a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, okay, so the in this flashback, they her and Brooks are talking, and she he says that Jen wants to take control of his life, which implies that he again that he hasn't told her that he's. Gay or anything. Oh, right. Yeah. And then Meredith says that he hasn't labeled himself as gay. Mm-hmm. And she has labeled him that way. Jen has labeled him that way. Uh, yeah. She says it's to Seth. And it's just not her business to be talking about. Right. But we do get confirmation fully that, like, M- Meredith says that he has not put a label on himself at all. Mm-hmm. As gay or otherwise. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. And then Meredith says he can go down whichever path he wants. He just... And 
perhaps she should keep his her mouth shut. <laughs> I was like... Salty. Salty mom. Yeah. yeah. But I was, like, very happy that she said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the only thing he needs to identify is, is as my son. Yes. No, Which is, I mean, like, well, the, the good thing to me is that they are... Like, we were speculating about this last week. Like, maybe he has feels the pressure to, like, not come out, mm-hmm. even to his parents, because you never know what, like... The reaction. The reaction is in... A, okay. Religion or... <clears throat> I do... Even otherwise. It's not her, her responsibility by any means, but I do wish this moment would have been more, uh, like, bigger in the sense of making it clear that you should let your kid know. I mean, she kind of did that yeah. in the sense of saying it's okay for you to be who, whoever you are. Yeah. But I feel like so many people that I've known that say when they've come out, um, their parents react positively but they didn't know they were going to react positive. Right. So why, you know, you I feel like you should just make an environment clear yeah. that your kids can tell you. She made it clear in the confessional, but I don't know if she made it clear like in that moment where he's Well, and I just mean it. who knows about his childhood. I'm just saying yeah. that oh, the yeah. message really wasn't. I just wish there was more of a message in anything for the straights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just be like, if you're, just, even if you don't think your kids are. Just make it clear yeah. that that's not something that they need to be worried about. I remember when I, before I had come out, my grandma, I was wearing this shirt um, that was like a band shirt from the Civil Wars, and it said, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. And I was just in the car with my grandma, and she turns to me and she's like, are you fighting any hard battles? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally just trying to be like, come out. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I mean, it was sweet in hindsight, but like, I just, I think about that panic. because in that moment, I, yeah, I did kind of panic. Yeah. And if she, I mean, I think that she, she did everything right in these situations. And she has always talked like positively about the LGBT community, but I do think it was like, I think about that when I, after I came out and being like, she was literally trying to be like, bitch, come out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. I also liked in this uh, part where Meredith was getting fired up a little bit. And I really hope uh-huh. that, because she's like, you know, you don't want to see me angry. And I'm like, I do want to see you angry a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily want her to have to go there, but if she does, I hope it's spectac- as spectacular as she alludes. Oh, yes. But we find out next week she just runs away again. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. She's disengaging. She disengages. She disengages. Uh, but she does say... But we... at some point, I feel like she might engage. Uh, yeah, well, I think so, too. Mm. Um, with the feds, maybe. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she does say, retweeting something is as good as saying it, which is where my little intro came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also says, I she, will unleash a... on her. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I was like, girl, you better get it. You better wait out there, and you better snatch wigs. Yeah. I feel like that's something that I agree with, too, 100%. It's you, because it, Jen said later on in the episode, she was like, I just liked, just retweet, like, minimizing yeah. it. It is like you're saying. If you, you're you signing off on it. Yes. Maybe you didn't have the exact thought or maybe you didn't take the action to do it. But you clicked like, you retweeted, which means you participated and you, yeah. to some extent, agree. And that is your coworker's child. Yeah. And you have a following. Okay. A huge following. Okay, 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 okay. Maybe controversial. But I do want to give a, a tiny, a tiny defense. Right? <laughs> a little, little tiny defense. Because. To Jen. Yes. Only because, I mean, I don't agree with any of the stuff she said personally about Brooks. That's Uh rude. She shouldn't be doing any of that. But she is kind of right in the sense that he is grown. He's an adult. Well, she didn't say that. This is my opinion. Yeah. 
you know, because sometimes they baby him. Or the way it's talked about is like he's not like 10, yeah. you know, or 15. He's he's like 22. Yeah. But, um, and I mean, he's one of the main. And you went on TV members. and you acted snotty to another adult yeah. on television. Like, you kind of, you know, if you're going to serve it up, you need to, di- you know, you got to be it's able to take like your bites. I wish that they would just make him and Jen be in a room. Without Meredith. And part of me, I don't know if he does now because of all the stuff she does. Because at some point you're just even. And mm-hmm. like, whatever. But, in my opinion. But like, I would have said after the initial thing, maybe he did owe her an apology. Because, while well, because she says in the episode that he said something derogatory about her vagina. Yeah. And that was, my first thought was like, no he didn't. He didn't say anything bad about her at all. Just that he saw. But, the reaction was kind of like, the connotation was, ew, gross. Also, he's kind also of, like, like, saying that she kind of, like, violated him a little bit. That's a big word. To go back to Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the violation. No, and, uh... He's making it his sound react- like she came over and just flashed him or something. Right. Like, that's not what she was doing. Well, and that it was gross. Even though he didn't say anything about it physically. Just the whole... Whether it was physically or just unpleasant to him. It's just, like, it's a body part. Yeah. Boobs are boobs, vaginas are vaginas, penises are penises. Like I think don't, he was like, just kind of like, there's this <laughs> woman know? in my house, I don't know, and the first thing of her is me seeing her vagina. And but my sister has you... to go back to school, and I don't want you to have a sleepover, because I think that... like I, if... I don't care about all that. About the sleepover stuff. I'm just saying, the vagina, the way he talked about it, when you yeah. talk about somebody's private parts that way, and have, you know, undefined connotations around it, then I understand why Jen was upset. Because he, yeah. he does make it sound like... It could be it interpreted as... This woman is... It's gross. Or she's... The, her behavior is... Gr- like, what are you yeah. saying? And so she feels the need to defend herself. Yeah. She's been maligned in some way. And so she goes after him. Yeah. Shouldn't because it's a kid. You're but. an adult. I mean... We keep going back adults. and forth. Uh, but you were like a grown woman that has a family and kids of your own. And yeah. a bigger platform now. And instead of just... Saying behind closed doors, hey, I think this was kind of, like, inappropriate of you to talk about me like that or whatever. Yeah. She's, like, being fucking petty and just retweeting and I do agree. Shit like I agree. That. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm on Brooks' side with it, Emeritus. Yeah. I just think, initially, it was kind of wrong of him to do that, but yeah. it could have been handled a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. Just like everything in Housewives. Okay, so <laughs> now we move to the undrama, but also equally as entertaining portion of just showing Mary by herself. <laughs> I love, okay, I remember thinking, I was like, this is just the Mary that I want. It's yeah. kind of like, she was actually less kooky this episode and just more funny. She was. The but whole... but an- immediately she says, this is my cousin. He's the worst contractor <laughs> you will ever meet in your entire life. <laughs> yes. She goes, being so sweet to family. (laughs) I know. Uh, But she's like, I've been living in this house during all of quarantine. She do keep them employed. Yeah, she does. For six years, she says. (laughs) But she's like, been living in this house during quarantine. She says she's lived there for 18 years. Hasn't changed much. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's getting stale, much like a marriage. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, she hates her marriage, too. I don't know if it's hate, but there's... You know, there's a special yeah. bag that comes out every yeah. once in a while that yes. she pulls some things out of. Yes. <laughs> the fact that she brings it up so often, I'm like, you think a certain type of way about this. Yes. Um, and so, she's sitting in the 
weirdest looking giant dining room chairs. Yeah, like and it was like a mix match. There was a rainbow. Two of what them were that? like double the size of the other ones, black and white with like silver accents, mm. and the other ones were rainbow giant tufted, like Victorian chairs, but rainbow and new. I don't know. They were insane looking. Yeah, they were. They were fun though. Yeah, I mean, the, you can't say it's not fun, but. My idea of, like, fun, but still, like... I think... Pleasant to look at. Yeah. <laughs> like, none of those were pleasant to look at. I think that green carpet she had was the same one that we had in my child. Well, actually, probably hers was way nicer, but, like, yeah. that we had in my house as a kid. I loved when she said, every dog we had peed on it because they thought it was the yard. Yeah. <laughs> That's just such a funny visual. Mm-hmm. She was really funny in these moments, though. Yeah. Um, the lamp and the... Yeah. Menstruating. She said her lamp, she was like, I was in a dark place when I bought that. (laughs) (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, but I do kind of think that they really are just showing, like, Mary doesn't really have these other relationships anymore with the cast members. Like, she doesn't have, like, her and Jen seem to be, like, fine but not friends. Right. So they're, it's really just, like, a show plus Mary's. The craziest thing that comes out of Mary's mouth. It's yes. like every episode. I was going to say they haven't showed her with it, but then she went to dinner with the rest of them. Or yeah, three of them. Yeah, day, day one she did. Yeah, yeah. Or week one she did. Um, okay, so then Lisa is driving Jenny to meet Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Jenny's kids were so funny. Okay. So. Yeah. That's not this part yet, though. Uh, so she, right away she's like, uh, they showed Jen getting ready for them to come, and she's, like, doing business with Stu on the computer. So I'm like, okay, foreshadowing here. Um, then Lisa and Jenny enter. Lisa has brought multiple sewing machines. Yeah. And she says, I thought we could make our pants before we go to lunch and then wear them. And then they don't talk about it at all again. I don't think they even, yeah, they don't show anything. <laughs> Which I'm not surprised. I don't think you just whip out a pair of pants on your face. No, no. It's just funny that she they like even included that. Also, I wonder if Jen actually wants to match with Lisa or anybody. No, I'm sure not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Jenny reveals... You don't spend like a crap ton of money on clothes so that you can match or look like everybody else. Yeah. Unless you're Lisa Rinna and uh, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so then... Quite accidentally. Jenny reveals she used to be a wedding singer and then mm. sings not so great. <laughs> and then... You know, I don't think that's a fair um, moment to... I thought it was know, just funny. Like it, it was, yeah. It wasn't... It, I mean, even if she wasn't trying to convince us that she's a singer, I just thought it was a funny little moment. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Lisa immediately brings up the Meredith thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like... Jen says, I don't understand the hurt feelings. <laughs> yeah, this is when she goes into the about the derogatory vagina yes. situation. And that she said sorry a million times. And then Lisa's mm-hmm. like, I don't think it's about that anymore. It's about the Brooks thing. Yes. Um, and she says, there wouldn't be no motherfucking issue if he hadn't said anything derogatory about my vagina. Um, Which again, he didn't specifically. Right. 
And then she says, why is it bad to like something about Brooks I think is funny? <laughs> like, on oh. social media. <laughs> yeah, and I, that was, a, like, clueless. Yeah. And then we see her, like, kind of getting back to her little, like, crazy side. where yeah, she starts to warm up. She's like, why do I have to apologize all the time for nothing? And I, you were like, she's the perpetual victim, basically. Yeah. She is. It's a cycle. Yeah. She does something wild, her, says something or does something out of her feelings, doesn't understand why people don't just give her the pass or why they have a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Then she has to say sorry, but she does it so often that people are like kind of over it, so the apologies don't always stick or whatever. Right. I mean, there's a lot of nuances to it, I suppose, but... Yeah, but you just, do kind of She's see done this... it multiple times. It's only, we're only on episode two out of... Yeah. On season two, and all she's done it multiple times. She just goes from, season. like, zero to a hundred, like, really quickly. Yeah. Like, they're... Like, they're, she's just having a normal back and forth with Lisa, and then all of a sudden she's, like, banging the table and, like, crying. Yeah. And she said... Um, yeah, what did she say? One thing I didn't like, too, is when she... There was something about Brooks being a sissy. And I really didn't like that. Yeah. Well, I think that was one of the things that she she had liked or something. Yeah. That was something I was like, that's not, like, that's not funny. It's right. like a kind of a derogatory Again, term. it's like... Like, gay people are weak. Right. Which maybe Brooks can't beat up anybody. I don't know. You never know. Some people be knowing all kinds of <laughs> buffoonery when it comes to fighting people. But It just kind of reminds me... It, it's like an unspoken, like, gay slur. Kind of like... Mm-hmm. When somebody would be like, oh my god, you're so fabulous. I'm like, shut up. Like, I don't know. Like, stuff like that, that's like... I mean, I said fabulous in my intro line. <laughs> <laughs> but you are... I don't know. It's like, sissy, um, feminine, like... It's not... Stuff like okay, that. it's not the worst. But I feel like, like, say, if you call... I don't know. It depends It depends on who it's coming from. Like, if it's intergay, then maybe, you know, like, you can call it, say, like, sissy queen or something. Right. I don't know, or but like maybe lesbians calling each other butch is fine, but like somebody outside, yeah. you don't know their intention, and so saying sissy or butch might come across as derogatory. Yeah, and I think in that, of course, obviously in this case, it was derogatory. Exactly, and and also I thought ironic because when it comes to emotions, I mean, Jen's a toddler and she's right. the sissiest right. of anybody <laughs> when it comes to handling her emotions. So. Yeah. So then Heather and Whitney go to this private shopping thing. We don't really see too much happening there. They start calling each other cuz and cousin. She's like, love you cuz, and I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like just kind of weird. Okay, it does feel a little forced because they're not like close family. Right. But then I saw, I kind of thought something, then I was like, I can't really say anything because I, there's a. You call like like, your best friend who you've grown up with cousin, cousin. Yeah. But they just found out their cousins and now it's their little pet, like... Pet names. Pet names. I think it's funny, but also weird. Yeah. Um, so Heather, like, tells her about the FaceTime. And Whitney says, I picked you up off the floor. <laughs> like, with that friendship. I know I was, like, metaphorically, or did she really, like, cry on the floor? I want to know. No, I think it's metaphorically, but I was like... that. Basically, you're saying, like, I saved your life from, yeah. like, this person that you were friends with. Um... But I mean, is this foreshadowing? <clears throat> Are we going to have a a weather fallout? I think, no. But I think the foreshadowing is more that it's going to be like... I mean, she in this part, she's like... Whitney's like, make sure that you uh, don't just like let her be your best friend again. 
right away. Like, make her work for it a little bit. Yeah. And I think the real foreshadowing of this whole thing is that, like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I know. She's going to let her ride back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's going to grab that curling iron again, honey. Yeah. So then Jenny uh, and her family are making dinner. Mm-hmm. This is when we see the daughter again. I mean, even last week in the, like, two seconds we saw her, I was like, that's a funny, cute little kid. Yeah. And she says, she, like, tells this joke, what did the Atlantic Ocean say to the Pacific Ocean? Nothing. They just waved. And then Jenny's, like, funny. And the daughter's, like, I can tell by your eye roll. <laughs> like, just so cute. Yeah. And, like, quick. It, remi- it reminds me of Buck when he was, like, four. Uh-huh. And her and her older brother, the middle brother... When they told their jokes, they had this like shoulder thing going. What was the brother? Really um, oh, he said he's. She said, "Give me the parsley or put in the parsley." He's like, "Not the Bruce Lee, the parsley." <laughs> They're just like very like dad jokes. Dad serving jokes. up dad yeah, jokes. It's really funny. It's so funny. So we find out how she has made her money. She opened a bunch of medical clinics and then sold all of them. Mm-hmm. But she said she feels like she's Dewey's housekeeper now. <laughs> she. <laughs> She said, the only thing I don't do for him is wipe his ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then they're kind of like, I, I guess I get it. There's not too much drama with her yet, but they, they kind of like, her scenes are very fast. Mm-hmm. So it goes immediately from that to then the family dinner. And then the dad's like, Dewey says that he wants another kid. Right. But how old is she? In the last episode, she said she's 45. Oh, she's she, not sure. because Or no. She said then she was the 43. She said, my dad put my age differently so that she could go to kindergarten when they moved here. That's right. So her legal age is two years younger, but she's actually 45. Gotcha. Um, which is very old to, to be, be having babies. Starting to have a baby. So yeah. basically 46. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just felt like the whole thing was kind of odd because Dewey, like, instead of saying it to her or like having this conversation, he's like, says it to the... Yeah, he's, it's he says the, it to the, the daughter. It's at the table, yeah. He, but he says, wouldn't you want another little sibling? Like, uh-huh. it's kind of, like, manipulative. Because it's very manipulative. If the daughter was like, yeah, I want a sister. And then the mom's like, no. And then he's the yeah. good guy. And she's the bad guy. He's calling in the recruits. It just feels Although like Although it doesn't icky. work. Yeah. I know. I was like, the daughter was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, um, I am the center of attention right now. And I like to say it that way. <laughs> the, also, the thing about this, I was like, oh. Because Housewives is very much a magnifier for people's relationships mm-hmm. like if there's a crack you know it's either gonna blow up or, or get fixed mm-hmm. you know like meredith i mean in season but there's tons of other housewives who have gone through this yeah and so i hope it's not well i mean whatever like they need next week. <clears throat> yeah whatever they need to be i guess but you know it's it could be the beginning of a bigger issue yeah. but i didn't like it either i was like it, I, and also, again, with men and women's bodies, it's like, you don't have to carry the baby. She's older anyways. Her tubes are already tied. Right. Per the... We find that out uh, for the next episode. Preview. So, and then on, in front of cameras, you're going to try to pressure her... Right. ...to say yes to another it, it child. It was very odd. Like, it was very unsettling to me. Yeah, I didn't like it. It made me feel happy that she said that she thought he was ugly. Oh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I mean, I get the, I, I understand the Vietnamese culture thing. Yeah. And it's, well, I mean, Utah, too. I mean, Mormons are, like, not known for small families. Yeah. You know, so I guess it culturally resonates. But three kids, I mean, in America, three kids it's is a lot. A lot. Yeah. You That's know, what I was thinking. Spend, I mean, they have money, so obviously it's fine. But, like, 
kids are expensive and people don't aren't popping out that many babies like right that and she's the on one that's average. having to take care of these three i'm sure i mean close to the same age kids like that's not easy add mm-hmm. a baby on top of it mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. how what age you are mm-hmm. okay but i like jenny so far oh yeah me too i'm surprised she didn't have any uh, either they didn't... I'm sure they brought something up in the confessional about Jen when their first meeting, but she must not have said anything worth... Because usually, they'll... I'm sure they asked her what her first impression was. Oh, yeah. But they didn't show good or bad, so... Yeah, I didn't she sure. didn't really say too much when they were went to go see Jen. Yeah, because, well, Lisa went in there like, oh, yeah. you're gonna like Jen. <laughs> I know. And then she kind of got heated about <laughs> like, everything. And she, like, took this new friend to meet her other friend, and then immediately was like, you're being a bad person. <laughs> Like, I was like, this is not the way to, like, have a first impression with this girl. Yeah. We go to Whitney. She's eating dinner with her family. Um, they they want to start having a chore chart, like, being more of a team. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of funny that the kids were like, we want a chore chart. <laughs> like, that she somehow convinced them that it was their idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she, the kids go upstairs. She says... That Iris and Bo, her company, her skincare company, has made $15,000 in one month. No, grew by. Grew by $15,000. Yeah. The goal's ten. They did fifteen. I'm surprised. She's had that business for like five years. And I'm surprised it didn't really... I remember because when we... She was on uh, Trixie Mattel's YouTube yeah. uh, channel recently. And after, that's when we were during... When we were watching season one. And after that, I noticed things with the Iris and Bo logo. Oh, in the background and stuff? Yeah, like on a bag or something. And in the first season, but they didn't talk about her no. business at all in the first season. Maybe because she kind of got a social media following, then she was able to start like actually selling a lot of product every... Yeah. I Maybe. mean, because she's basically an influencer that's allowed to like... Market herself. Market herself as much yeah. as she wants. Well, that just surprised me why I didn't come, because Lisa and Vita... Um, uh, Meredith and her store maybe and Brooks. It, maybe it was like more of a side project and then now that she has a following it's been able to be like a real like money maker. Oh okay. Well I don't know. It didn't sound the way she talked about it was like it's been like four or five years of work. Yeah. To but, get to this point. But then the, but then she's like saying that because she now is working like they made it sound like it's a new business because she's like because I'm working now we don't have sex working anymore. Working more. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. She she says her goal is to have a $1 billion company. So yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Uh, I'm sure the season's going to help it, though, because they have product placement at a pretty good amount already. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they start talking about their sex life. She says, quote, I don't want to get to the point where I resent you. Which I was like, this is kind of a like big conversation to be having. Wait, but I, I mean, it is a big conversation, but it's something... I mean, well, I mean, it's interesting. They're on. That's why you're on a TV show. Yeah, I just don't fully understand how her working more is like his fault well, for not wanting to have sex with yeah. her. Oh, like wouldn't it be that she's working more, so she's more tired? Like it doesn't make the the correlation isn't really there. To no, me. I think it's more that she her the time that they're around each other is less, and maybe the issue might be that because she's so much busier. And he's busy. They have less time around each other. So maybe the opportunities are limited. Yeah. As opposed to... And so maybe the timing's just bad. It just sounded like she was, like, putting it all on him. She she does this funny thing. She says, I would give anything right now to wake up to you grabbing my boobs. 
which I just think is funny. Like the the image for me was just funny because she said right now. So I just thought of her like falling asleep on the couch and then he like wakes her up <laughs> by like grabbing her boob. And then she says that the sex is like robotic and then they're like, what's robotic sex? And then she's just like uh, bouncing up and down, like that rolling was her really eyes. Funny. She didn't say it was robotic. She said she doesn't want to have robotics. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Then we go to the final scene, which is the juice of this episode. Mm -hmm. We learn that Jen and Heather are meeting at these, like, ice castle things that maybe we should look into because... It did look kind of cool. And obviously they're made somehow. That's what I was going to say. I don't really understand how they were made, but they're like these drippy ice castle thingies. Mm -hmm. um, and they, Jen gets there first and they go in and there's like this like slippery part. Mm -hmm. And Jen's like, Stu, you go first. And he's like, no, I'm going to slip my head open. And she's like, just go. And he's like, I'm going to fall. And she says, don't fall. Crawl on your hands and knees. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls. Yeah. <laughs> so, Stu, Stu Chains is a Stu bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then Heather finally shows up, and Jen makes this, like, really big entrance on the ice sled. Thing. Yeah, did you see her? And the, there was a shot prior where you could see her waiting at the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> but then Heather's, like, in her confessional, is like, this bitch is casting her spell, which I fully agree with. I feel like she purposely... I mean, it might have been, like, production or whatever that mm. picked that spot, but she really is, like... Remember how fun I am? Yeah, but Jen, I don't, it's not like, I don't think she's doing it on purpose. I just think Jen's a fun, likable person. Yeah, maybe. She is. I like Jen. No, she's just no, not, I'm not, like... I'm not disagreeing that she isn't those oh. things. But I think it was kind of like a little planned, like, ooh, what if I wait I mean, on top of this? Yeah. She'll think But I'm fun. sure, but was it her idea or was it, I'm sure it's probably her idea. I mean, who knows? Yeah. She's just a big entrance kind of gal. She does big things for her friends. Yeah, that's true. She is... I mean, season one opens with Meredith. <laughs> the moment, yes. Meredith's party, which was more of... Well, it was her party, whatever. Yeah. But the Tonga stuff was cool. Um, uh, the When she... Heather in Las Vegas with the shoe... Like, she says big things. Mm -hmm. And so I, I get what she's saying. And I think she's yeah. fun. She just hasn't quite figured out how to respond to things that bother her. Yeah. In a productive way. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure it's, like, heightened because you're on a show. Right. Um, okay, so she says, I miss you. And then Heather says, I want, I always want to be your friend. But then she immediately is, like, uh, goes into all the things that Jen's apparently been saying about her. Mm. <clears throat> which we learn it's from screenshots of it looks like a DM. So I'm thinking probably she's DMing somebody or making these comments and people are screenshotting them before she deletes them. Mm -hmm. um, and she says, Jen's like, what do you mean? And Heather's like... I mean, she's... Also, I feel like she's... Is she alluding to them being fake, like, photoshopped? Because she doesn't own up to one of them. I don't... And is it possible, do you think, like, that's... But... I don't think that there's... I mean, there's no way that... Maybe some of them are, but, like, she's clearly saying mean stuff about everybody. Yeah. On a public forum. I mean, and she even says, like, with the racist story repost, mm -hmm. that she took it down. She was like, I took it down immediately. Which means yeah. she reposted it. Right. Purposefully. Mm-hmm. But she says she called her, compared her to animals, the manatee, um, called her honey boo-boo, a liar, racist. Um, and she, like, shows her the one with honey boo-boo on it, and she, like, denies it. Jen denies it. Yeah. Which, it, it just, it well, kind of... Well, but Heather of... set her guns and said she's not, 
She's like, I'm not, that's a little too far of a stretch for me to believe you didn't. So right. it's not gonna. That's what I was gonna say. If I had a friend, like, that was posting stuff like that on a public platform, whether they had a lot of followers or not, like, if you're saying that I am Honey Boo Boo, if somebody commented that in a mean way, I would be mad. Like, I wouldn't want that person to be my friend. And especially if I found out that they were doing it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them, peeps. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that. I mean, that's the thing. It's like that. That's not being a good friend. I right. don't think. And I think Heather's being a little overly optimistic yeah. about there because Heather's basically saying, "I will lay on the coal for you, and you can walk yeah. across my back." Because that's the kind of friend. But like, you shouldn't give that to just anybody. Yeah. You know? Especially someone who's saying all this bad stuff about you. Mm-hmm. But she does say she's not going to trust her so much. Yeah. Or the trust has to be earned or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, I think she, it sounds... She's acting more like it's just going to be right back to... She's tossing herself back into the same situation. Yeah. And then Jen we'll literally says, you believe the worst. You want to know why I'm hurt. And, like, she's literally just playing the victim for something that she did. Yeah. She did that. And then she's like, you just want to believe the worst in me. It's like, I have proof. That the worst of you is coming out yeah. about me on social media yeah. from your account. Right. It was annoying. I thought, you know, anytime there's a lot of... I'm going to be very brief on this. There's a lot of issues, you know, about racism yeah. in America. Well, in the world, obviously. But especially... And it's been more talked about recently. So when somebody throws out that word, as a white person, you know, being historically the aggressor you know you don't it's kind of hard to know what to do because you don't want to come across the wrong way you don't yeah. want to offend somebody you don't want to dig yourself into a hole publicly either yeah. by saying the wrong thing oh, yeah. so, but i thought heather handled it really well yes well that's what i was gonna say the next part is kind of gets into race a little bit um so i could just read it like word for word what they all say and then we can talk about it so jen says i'm tired of feeling like i'm not good enough i'm held to a different standard I feel like it's just because I'm brown. I don't belong here in this group of friends. Then Heather in her confessional says, I think Jen is treated differently because of her temper, not the color of her skin. Then she says, then Heather says, I feel like you're breaking up with me. <laughs> Which I, this is like, okay, that, that was a little out of left field, but. The drama. Yeah. Um, Jen says, I need to feel like you trust me. Heather says, I think that's going to be hard for a while, but I will be your friend if you promise to stop doing it. And then Jen says that she needs to make changes. Mm-hmm. Again, yep. So, I, I mean, like like you were saying, I, I get that, like, like we were saying, like, kind of at the reunion, I get that there are, like, harmful stereotypes about people, like, yep. obviously, based on the color of their skin. Um, and I'm sure, like, growing up through her life, like, she has been the scapegoat or, like, just not fit in because of the way she looks. In, right. In friend groups and stuff in the past. But I don't think in this case, like, it just kind of feels like she's bringing it out because of past trauma and not really realizing that she actually is, like, causing a real issue with her actions. Yeah. I was saying, I, I, in trying to explain things to people... Like, who maybe don't understand the perspective of a minority person, whether it's race or not. The example I like to use is, if you get interviewed for a job, 
that you're qualified for and you don't get it as a straight white person, especially men. Yeah. You don't, you know, your first thought is like, it could be maybe they're stupid and they don't see my worth or they're, or maybe I did something, you know, something about me is not what they want or my job history or it could be any number of things, but it's not something you can't change. It's maybe, you know, whereas as a minority person, one of the thoughts you have is like, maybe they didn't like me because they don't like gay people. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe they have an issue against the color of my skin for people of color. So yeah. I think sometimes in those situations where you don't know why people are treating you a certain way, yeah. that always kind of lingers there. Yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, it sometimes is easier to maybe fall back on that when maybe the harder truth is that your own behavior is... Yeah. I think in this particular case, unless there are things that we haven't seen, like off camera, or that they didn't put in there... Like, it just feels like she's not really taking accountability that, like, she was a shitty friend. <laughs> like, all, everything else aside, there's a, I have seen personally yeah. a reason that these people would not want to be your friend. Yeah. Both on the show I mean, and on social media. Yeah. I mean, and unless you, it, I mean, maybe it could be cultural, but, like, I don't know of, like, if you're saying, if maybe she was saying, this is how we communicate in my culture. Like, you get upset, you yell, you hug it out. Yeah. And then, so maybe that doesn't translate very well, obviously, to, to like, typical white American culture, which is very not that. Yeah. Especially in to-do society, mm-hmm. where you're supposed to handle things a little bit differently. But I don't, but she's not saying that. Yeah. I don't know, I don't honestly know anything about um, Tongan culture, except for they always have a... A muscle god man at the Olympics that's oiled up. Oh. Yes. (laughs) I don't... I mean, maybe that is what she's saying, but it just feels like, to me... I don't think she's not really taking accountability for her actions. I'm saying the argument doesn't really, like... I, You know. Yeah. That's not... What are you saying? Yeah. Okay, so then the last and final shot of the show is Jin throwing churros on the fire. Oh, my God. (laughs) How did I forget that? Which I just love, like, the editing on she, these uh, shows. Because it's, it's like, so fun how you can, like, have this, like, big talk. And then they, like, find a way to, like, wrap it up in this she, entertaining way. She threw those churros <laughs> on that flame so confidently. With such confidence. She was like, oh, there's churros. And throws them on the fire. That I really questioned my churro knowledge. <laughs> I was like, have I lived my whole life not knowing that this is what you do with churros? <laughs> Because she did it so confidently. I just love that even if she thought you were supposed to char them or whatever, she didn't, like, hold them over the flame. She just threw them in there. Like they were logs. As if somebody was going to get them out. I don't know what the logic was. But Heather was like, I don't think you're supposed to do those. Throw those in there, babe. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, picks them out one by one. Such is like a perfect like wrap up to the it's like this is all fun still. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again I think it is kind of like showing this light moment to be mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, Heather's gonna fall back into this friendship with Jen. Yeah, T. And loyalty or whatever. T T T. Okay, so we talked about it a little bit, but they said next time on it looks like Dewey is gonna push Jenny a little harder on actually wanting a kid. Oh Lord. And she says that she's not going to untie her tubes, so that is letting us know that. Um, and then it looks like they're all, like, somewhere in the snow around, like, a campfire. And 
Meredith and Jen get into it. Mm-hmm. Meredith gets up to leave. Um, I mean, I'm sure okay. she kind of like has a good reason to leave. Uh-huh. But Jen's response was iconic. <laughs> oh yeah, she's disengaging, so I'm gonna let her disengage. <laughs> Just so like petty. Yeah. I loved. I loved that. Yeah. All right. So, fi- do you have any final thoughts on this episode? What you I mean, it? it was nice. You know, these little moments where. You kind of get to see them as mothers or family members or whatever. It's nice. Overall, I think the episode was pretty boring. Yeah. But funny moments. Yeah. And I mean, I like that we get... In the past, I've been a little iffy on the family stuff, but it does seem like at least Jen is going to bring it into the family stuff. So we do need to know kind of like the ins and outs of all the families. Yeah. Well, it just makes them more relatable. I mean, if you watch a show for a long time... Maybe in the short term, it's not as entertaining, but... That's true. Once you get a feel for somebody and how they, like, some that gives you context to the things that they do, it makes them more likable. Like, sometimes when they do things, you're, like, a little more forgiving, because you know they're a good sister or brother or mom, you yeah. know? Yes. It's humanizing. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we do have this new recurring segment that we're going to do on each uh, episode, pew, pew, pew. where we basically each... Give, like, a fake superlative to one of the cast members for... We can do as many as we want. As many as we want. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you have multiple? I have two. <laughs> okay, we can do as many as we want, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but basically just, like, the best blah, 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 the most likely to whatever of the show, of the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, since you have two, do you want to start with one and then I'll go Maybe you have you? three. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm giving an icon <laughs> award to Jen. For tossing the churros on the flame. <laughs> An icon award. You said, instead of a superlative, you said, this is going to be a Grammy nomination. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a different segment called the Icon Award. Against <laughs> the gem for throwing the churros on the fire. I mean, yeah. Just kind of like that, that like, ignorant, uh, ignorant bliss of throwing churros on the fire was just so funny. Um, also, most cute award goes to Jenny's kids yes. for their dad jokes. And also, kudos, um, additional trickster kudos to the Slippery Sidewalk that got everybody. Yes, that's true. <laughs> the Slippery Sidewalk. But there was just nothing on the other side of it. They just put that there to, to make, make people, people fall on it. Like, should I go here? Yeah. <laughs> they all tried. They all wanted to. Huh. All right. My superlative, so I thought we were going to do it like this, is most likely to... Be their own stunt performer. Oh. What? Okay. Like, most likely to succeed. Most likely to be an actor. That's Uh, what a superlative is. I just made up everything. (laughs) Anyway, most likely to be their own stuntman. I have some um, honorable mentions. So we have uh, Stu on the ice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stu chains. We have Jen sledding down the ice luge. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have Heather putting her hand in the fire, but the overall winner of the most likely to be their own stuntman is Meredith's dog. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Forgetting on the table. All right. Well, that has been Privileged Twinks. Twonks. Fat Bears. I am Tyler. (laughs) And I'm Thongs. And we'll see you next week for episode three. Bye. 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 Bye.